0: You are listening to the 108 Bricks Podcast. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at 108brickspod and get involved with the conversation using the hashtag 108bricks. Also, be sure to go ahead and follow us on Facebook, too. Go ahead and give us a like. And we
1: post the latest Cubs news and updates right there, and you can get involved with each show on Facebook and Twitter. (music)
0: What is going on guys? This is the 108 Bricks Podcast. I'm Dylan Buckwitz. I'm Curtis Koch. And we got it right for like the third week in a row. (laughs) Let's go Um, streaking, man. Wanted to start things off. Apologies, this is a bit late. Um, I'm starting a new job. My schedule's crazy. Curtis's schedule's crazy. So timing things out uh, was a little bit difficult. But here we are. We're sitting down. It is May 1st. Uh, the Cubs just it's absolutely, May. yeah, it is May. The Cubs just <laughs> annihilated the Mariners, just absolutely annihilated them. That was that was fun to watch. I'm I don't know what I was more excited for about this game. One, the fact that the Cubs won 11 to nothing and only gave up one hit, or two, that the fact that this game started at five o'clock because the night before I fell asleep in the seventh inning because it was way too late for me.
1: Yeah, I I wasn't watching much of it to be honest because I've been working a lot of White Sox games, so I've been really trying to catch up with like the highlight packages and, and scrolling through social media because I, obviously I I got to work, um, <laughs> as you have been too. But you have the better yeah. at working at the ballpark at times, so you can yes see yes so that will be happening. nice once the
0: Cubs come back in the town. Um, and, uh, they will be in town a lot. We'll go over some yeah. of their, their upcoming schedule in, in a bit, but they're going to be in town for a bit now. But we got to look back before we start looking for it. Obviously, today, uh, May 1st, is when we're recording this. Um, when this episode goes live, they're going to be in town on the 3rd. They're going to be back home against the Cardinals for a big series, but they just beat the Mariners 11 nothing The day before, they won 6 5 in a pretty up and back seesaw game. That was, if you're a baseball fan, it's a fun one to watch. Um, then uh, they won two in a row against the Diamondbacks, won that series. Uh, they uh, took three games from, or they, they took two of three from the Dodgers. Uh, they're looking really good. They're seven and three in the last 10. Certainly a breath of fresh air heading into uh, this later or this month of May, especially after the way the season started. Uh, they're now in second place, three games behind the Cardinals who are just playing crazy good. Uh, that's just kind of an overview. Curtis, let's start going and breaking down the details of what the Cubs are doing that actually started making them play baseball again.
1: Well, for one, really good starts out of your rotation. Cole Hamels has been very solid. John Lester, as we're recording this, he went seven strong after coming off the uh, the now named injured list, as it's titled, the uh, seven Darvish. strong against the Mariners. And uh, yeah, you Darvish getting a very good start on uh, Arizona the other night, which was very good. Also, The run support has been very good, Uh, 11 runs against the Mariners, um, actually 17 total in that series, Uh, and then you add on uh, the runs that they scored against the Diamondbacks, uh, three in game uh, one of that series, which was a loss, but then you get nine and six, and you win those games, including that extra innings affair, which was that six to five win, and then against the Dodgers, you you keep pounding on the offense, seven runs, seven and uh, two, even though you lost again in that other one, but Uh, seven seven and i'm sorry seven seven and one uh the runs so you got 15 runs there in that series so the offense has been very clutch um really throughout the last few weeks and uh, not it helps when you're playing teams um earlier though like the marlins um you played the angels earlier um pittsburgh as well and then you i mean come back to more recent teams and the diamondbacks are a solid ball club you get uh two out of three against them the Dodgers, who are r- just on a roll themselves, Cody Bellinger on a tear. Getting- Solid series put up again, uh, against yeah. them at home. Two out of three against the Dodgers at home. Their
0: winning series, which is all you can really ask for them to do. And, you know, it was something we brought up at the beginning of the year where it was like, oh, the, their, one of their main goals was to start trying to go for a lot of sweeps, um, which we haven't seen. Um, I'll well, – Speaking of, they just swept a two-game series, but it was just a two-game series. But they also haven't had a lot of chances at sweeps. It's usually gone one and one into that third game, and they've really had to step up to win that game three. Um, But overall, they're, they're winning series, which at this point in time, that's all you can ask from the team is to start just taking two of three, taking three of four, and really just starting to add on to that win column and slowly build up more and more games over 500. So that way you can get just this solid just position in the standings. Obviously you have the Cardinals in first place. They're now 10 games over 500. They're just playing out of their minds. We're only three games behind that. So there there's, there's room to move and um, they, things are still close, but you just want to make sure you don't go on a cold streak and pretty much ruin all the progress that was made over the past like three weeks. Yeah. The Cardinals actually have the, the best
1: um record in baseball right now, 20 and 10, as you're just saying, the the one thing that sticks out for the Cardinals, um, and, and the Dodgers too, which has helped for their success, twelve and four is their record at home. Um, on the road, though, they're the both teams. The Dodgers and Cardinals are about the same. The Cubs have been a little bit better on the road recently, and coming off this finally broke five hundred. Yeah, five and one road trip really helps with that. But the Cubs at home seven and four though on the year. So the Cardinals have just been playing good baseball, and you know, in their last ten, they're nine and one. Um, so they're just on a tear right now. Not to mention, like I was just saying, their home and away record has been very clutch for them too. So the Cubs, which absolutely us insane into
0: this. stat. While I'm looking at it, yeah, the Seattle Mariners, who were the Cubs' recent opponent, seven and eleven at home, losing record mm-hmm. at home, eleven and four on the road.
1: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely <laughs> insane. <how that's, laughs> and also on top of that, Seattle's the the run there so far of the season has scored the most runs offensively. Yes. Um, out of all t- the teams in baseball. so you, you.
0: But also given up just as many.
1: That also true. Their, yes, differ- but... their
0: run differential is plus two.
1: Yes, so. which, I mean, the pitching doesn't, doesn't help them there, too. That's why no, they're a few games behind uh, the Astros um, in the AL West. But with that being said, they still can put up runs. It's kind of a slugfest with them, is where you can see them either score eight runs and beat you eight to seven, or, you know, they might score nine and lose because their pitching is not that good mm-hmm. you know it kind of it kind of goes either way with them which is kind of how their their season has panned out but it is a big series at home cubs playing at home in the series against the cardinals is going to be huge and then kind of what we were talking about before we started recording
0: dylan the cubs have a ton ton of yeah. home games 17 in the month of may and that 17 includes... out of the 29 days in may the cubs will be playing games at wrigley field which is great because you get a lot of home games but it may be cold. Thing, yeah. The thing is about May in Chicago, it, it's still kind of in that realm for I mean, the first two weeks. what, we just had snow this past weekend? You don't know what season you're going to get when you are wake up in the morning, so... Yeah,
1: and like I just said, we just had snow this past weekend, so who yeah, knows what's going to happen. Yeah, we're at a point where
0: it wouldn't surprise me if a few, a few of these games get rained out. Fingers crossed they don't, but there's a lot of baseball to be played at home in chicago in the month of may which is always unpredictable on weather those last few months or those last few weeks should be good that's when we're starting to get into summer weather we're gonna it's gonna start looking like june and hopefully we'll be good to go from there but really we have absolutely no idea how that's gonna go and so hopefully we get all those games in it'll be nice to have the cubs at home for a while especially in big series against the cardinals and the brewers um They get a nice little break in between, though, with the Marlins coming in, who uh, aren't really the strongest team in baseball currently. Obviously, you never want to count any team out, but the Marlins really aren't that great of a ball club. So, to—that's definitely a series where you're probably going to see them rest a lot of guys um, and and are all 100% for when the Brewers come into town that following weekend.
1: Yeah, and and the the benefit of that, too, is having that home schedule is – one you're getting those your your two biggest opponents and then your division at home in these next few weeks and this could be a, a really big uh this start is the, of the first month. of many
0: well, they played the Brewers already, but this is like the first real like homestand like set of games of many against their divisional rivals. And well, and I was as just, we stated before, like all these games are big. Well,
1: and I was just going to say the importance of it is too, because now they're playing good again. I mean, you look at the yes. beginning of the season where the brewers really were, I mean, the brewers took two out of three from them than that series, um, up in Milwaukee, but now the it was Cubs just when sad. they were coming out of the get-go, they were just struggling out of all places. And now what really sucks too is now you won't have your closer. You won't have, uh, uh, Brandon Morrow for a while still um, with his recent injury news. Um, so you call up Dylan Maples and all that sort of thing. We'll get more into different roster stuff um, later on um, because there's some other things that we really want to get to too. But the starters have just been really turning around. Like we were saying, uh, John Lester went seven strong in his hometown in the Pacific Northwest. Cole Hamels has been good. Jose Quintana has looked strong. He was he looked really solid in
0: Arizona earlier. I think this past every. Week, Every starter has looked solid. We've gotten pretty much six really solid innings out of every guy in the rotation.
1: Well, in terms of consistency, yes. I I would still say Kyle Hendricks is the one, to me, that really could turn it around, maybe a little bit more so than you, Darvish, believe it or not, but just because Hendricks has been one that's been, I mean, he's been getting beat up, um, really, in the rotation. I mean, he's still got his same old stuff, but, I mean, after signing that new contract and everything, it's... It's one of those things where I don't know if the contract is getting to him or not, but coming out of the get-go, if he can turn things around, which he normally doesn't turn it around until later on in the, the year anyways, it's normally by the All-Star break is where we really see that that true Kyle Hendricks form. But um, he's been the only one that I, I would like to see a little bit more out of. Darvish too, I mean, he's been really solid, but there's, I mean, I mean the two innings in the Diamondbacks game, I mean, even though he only gave up the, the one run, I mean, still bases loaded situations having to work out of that uh, that you want to see that stuff get cut down um so yes the starters have been great and it's finally turning the page to a, a better potential future for these guys you still want to see the improvements coming in starting and start out and we'll hopefully see Hendricks keep that rolling when he comes in on yes. uh this weekend and he uh goes against the Cardinals there so we'll see how that works out
0: yeah, it's going to be a nice little test for the Cubs. Getting a really I, well, the Dodgers were a good test, but this is going to be really the the more pressure situation. Divisional rivals, this team's the first place. You want to close the gap on them a little bit and just show really who's 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 the real top team in the Central. And hopefully, the Cubs are ready to step up to the plate and do that. But yeah, all in all, everything isn't fine and dandy though. Uh, there are some. Uh, Things that are that raise some concern first off I want to look at the Cubs offense while the Cubs offense has been really good. There are a few players that stand out right now as sort of struggling uh, pretty rough at the plate. Um, Kyle Schwarber is one of them. Um, we're still that part of the season right now where batting averages a guy can go have a couple bad games and it tanks have a couple good games and it just surges upward so it's hard to really gauge a hitter off of that. Um, Currently, though, Kyle Schrober stands at a batting average of 230. Um, But what really sticks out to me is his strikeouts. He has struck out... uh, Not 230. I lied. He's batting 261, but has struck out uh, like 27 times in 25 games. That's a lot. That is not ideal for a guy who you want hitting bombs most of the time yeah, and i'll
1: tell you at, what I'm at getting, least
0: balls into play
1: i'm getting a little worried about Schwarper's ability here i mean his home run that he hit in seattle was a classic shore bomb if you yes. will um it, it's kind of astonishing to me that that he hasn't been able to to get back into that 2015 form um i mean he lost all that weight which is not only just a health thing really well, but I mean, his defense has picked up really well too,
0: but his offense has just just been struggling. I approach to getting going up against really good pitching has been bad. Like, yeah, if you've seen some of those strikeouts, it's just, it just hasn't even been close. Obviously the most famous one was the one, uh, with the check swing Mm -hmm. a few weeks back where he just completely lost it against an umpire. Fun fact has bat did go over the plate and he swore on that one. (laughs) Um, but it's, it's kind of tough to watch him bat sometimes because he really hasn't looked good. On top of that, he's also one of those players that really gets hurt by the shift. Um, he, uh, he pulls the ball a lot. Not great at hitting the ball but, uh, to opposite field. So he really, when he does get the ball in play, which we still haven't seen a ton of, it's going right into the shift and therefore we see this small batting average. Yeah. I'm not really sure what adjustments need to be made. I'm not sure if he's just uncomfortable at the plate, but for a guy who has been so hopeful and we've heard so much high praise from guys, um, higher up like Joe Madden and Theo Epstein, like when are we going to start seeing these results? Because the strikeout issue is something we've known before. He hasn't had the best of years. He had a, he had a pretty average year last year, which sufficed for us, um, especially um, when we were all more worried about his defense than his offense. But we can't have, we didn't, we didn't sign up to have Kyle Schwarber to be the guy who strikes out two or three times and then blasts one to the moon, maybe once every four at bats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
1: the the thing is too, I mean, you you mentioned it too. Theo has been such a huge advocate and um, fan of Schwarber. That you thought at some point Schrober was gonna turn this thing around, and obviously with the scouting reputation that the Cubs have, that right. it, it's only a matter of time, you know? And- His
0: averages just haven't been able to hold up. He's a career 229 hitter right now. Two he batted 238 in 2018, um 21 in 2017, obviously was injured in 2016, and then was even only batting 246 in 2015 with 77 strikeouts in 69 games. so we're seeing a lot of the same problems year after year after year high strikeout rate but really he can just hit the heck out of the ball so what what has to change and I don't know if we have the answer to that it could be something mentally could be something physically maybe he's been taking his time and focusing it more on a, on his defense more than his offense maybe he has to just go to a dh like where he can just i would say it changes on scenery more than anything just, yeah. yeah just go team, straight to focusing role. on your hitting yeah like i don't know if he maybe he can pick it up a, a, and do well but the cubs have a way of filling that hole if need be i just don't want to have a guy right now in a high, if you have a high pressure pressure situation and Kyle Schwarber's on deck I would rather sub him out for another player because I don't think he'll end up coming through and I don't think it's shown so far. Obviously he had that big home run, but how many times are you going to see that throughout the year? Not a lot. And that's like the biggest like the biggest real red flashing light that I see currently in the Cubs offense.
1: Yeah, that that's and you said it. That the the biggest worry is right there. Um, for a while, I would have changed it to Chris Bryant. Um, yes, just because of the fact that we need to get this guy going. He, you know, he won the MVP. He's been a huge contributor to this team in the past. And you come in, okay. He's healthy now. He should be kind of returning to that form. He's been slowly coming more around lately, and it's been a good sign to see him because he. Um, I saw a stat um, by Christopher Kamka on Twitter. Um, about like the last four uh, balls that have come out the bat, that the the um the exit velocity, I think, is what it's, it's you could call it, and all of them were over 105 miles an hour. So you know he's putting good wood on it, and he's making really good contact with it. It's just not going his way. So what that's I look at that as an encouraging sign, but Schwarber is the one to me that out of everybody in the lineup on this team right now, he is the guy that right now. You got to be a little worried about because he's not the guy that we thought he was going to be, you know, 2015 or 2016, 2017. You know, you thought 2016 when he tore his his knee and he was able to come back from the World Series and how much of a, a difference maker he was. You thought, dang, that's going to be a, a really big um, boost come 2017 when they come to back to the world uh, when he's healthy and everything like that. And he's going to be a, a big boost to that lineup because he could maybe hit 40 bombs yet. Yeah. His defense might be a little bit of a liability, but you can make up for that if he hits 30 and drives in 90, you know, or or whatever the case may be. Um, and that was also, I think, the same year when when Joe tried him in the leadoff position um, wow. in the batting order, and you thought, oh, man, that's going to be a really tough first inning for starting pitchers. You have to go through Schwarber, then Bryant, then Rizzo. Oh, boy, that's going to be really tough, and it wasn't the case because um, you saw him go down to AAA, uh, you know, all that other things too going forward. It's starting to become a big worry, and
0: um, yeah, I, I think we you are starting to see an increase though in that. In the past, like seven days, he is he has only batted two hundred. But if you expand that to fourteen days, it's up to two fifty. When he started out batting two twenty eight uh, on the season, um, the real big thing though, and you mentioned it, his slugging has gone up a ton. Um, he started pretty much batting like slugging um, not so hot, but over the last fourteen days. Um, his slugging has won up to 404 with a uh, OPS of 960. Yeah. Um, It's bumped his total uh, in 2019, his OPS up to 775 uh, because he wasn't hitting the ball that great. Um, maybe the shoulder was bothering him still a little bit. We don't really know about that. It's a sketchy issue around it. He's, his numbers are slowly but surely going up. Three home runs worries me a little bit because he is a guy who really you should be Hitting a ton of home runs, Javi Baez already has ten this year, so that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty well, fun to see. Javi's on but, a whole
1: different level, um, yeah, than what <laughs> than what Schwarber's on. I mean, Javi also is true. the reigning is the reigning runner and Chris for MVP. Bryant. Chris Bryant has won an MVP, but Javi has is I think arguably the most electrifying player in baseball.
0: Yes. Um, yeah,
1: he gives you a reason to watch. I mean the game against Seattle uh this past week uh the 11 nothing game Tim and
0: Tim Anderson in the same game would be a lot of, a lot of fun right Oh now. yeah
1: that well that Sox and Cubs series coming up in uh in June and then again in July is going to be really fun to catch that and hopefully Timmy can uh keep that going um yeah. his hot streak going too but I mean you you look at Javi I mean this is a guy who remember maybe 2 years ago we were like uh oh, well this is a guy that you you could get a lot of production from a lower level guy but he's not gonna be a guy that could be considered MVP while this next guy we talked about or we're going to be talking about we actually thought could be in a a running for an MVP especially after the year he had in 2016 and that's Addison Russell um and he's going to be coming I believe uh by the end of this week um his suspension will be done I mean he's been playing games in AAA already but he's going to be Reportedly optioned officially to A, where he'll play more games and um, probably, I would assume, work a lot at second base. Um, it's kind of tough because the team is playing so well right now. Daniel Descalzo has been good. Ben Zobris has been really solid still. Um, David Bodie has been a very big contributor, too. I just don't see a spot for Russell when it comes to push comes to shove when he comes back i i don't think there's. i think
0: a... currently he'd have to be really really killing it in triple a yeah to earn that spot on a roster especially with the way Descalzo's is playing and the, especially where the team has been playing offensively lately um he has been starting to move around at other positions um he got the start at second pace the other night um, i'm sure they're gonna try to get him more work now, over there and, he, and i don't think he work needs over that much shortstop work. Well, I don't think he needs that much work because remember
1: in 2015, he yeah, played I know, the first I know. half Yeah, at second base when when Castro was at
0: short. But so I don't I, know how, how do I many. think they'll utilize him as more of a utility player instead of an everyday starter. Um, but I'm not. No, again, I'm not. I'll tell you what, on the, sure on the depth
1: that. chart, I'd rather put David Bodie at second because of the bat right now than of Addison Russell. And I'm not saying yes. that because of. I have like a, a personal thing against what Russell has done off the field. That's not the case at all. Well, but, you,
0: you just can't argue about the stats behind that basically Well exactly like, that's
1: that's the other thing too. I mean, I mean, you look at the other day when when Zobris went into Joe Madden's office and said, hey, Bodie deserves a start. he's got the hot bat look what he did yesterday, you know the Bodian.
0: yeah yeah so I so,
1: I've, so yeah I, I would I would rather take a little bit of a defensive liability and put Bodie at, at second. You know, if you want to give Descalso the day if he played really well or you don't like the matchups or whatever, um, if you want a right-handed bat in the lineup, I'd put Bodie at second before Russell. But again, that's just me because it's just the way that I I like how Bodie's been playing. And Bodie's a very solid ball player. He's a very solid ball player. I'm starting to think he's going to be getting a lot more chances and he could become a regular.
0: That man really puts in the work, that's for sure. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. One yeah, hundred. You really
0: can't can't say that um that he does not put in the work because he is out there grinding every day and it really shows in his work ethic and he deserves to do it. But I don't know. Let's. This is a topic I think that's worth revisiting. Um. I I personally I don't think he'll come up. I th- I think based on the hints we're kind of getting here and there and especially how the Cubs will play are playing. I don't think we'll see Addison Russell come up right away. Um. Let's go and give it until the start of June and we'll see how he's performing down in AAA. We're, we'll see how the team is performing. We'll look at some of the guys who would basically be potential, um, replacements for, uh, Russell. If he comes up. Yeah. I'd be very, and I'd be shocked. If he, it's something if he that just can kind of be reevaluated. Yeah.
1: I, I would be shocked if he, if he wasn't up by June. Um, but again, it depends. I mean, if he's tearing it for two and a half weeks, uh, you know and he's got like a 400 average or whatever and he's killing it and then they decide to bring him up who's gonna get the shaft who's gonna who's gonna yeah. get the scent down i, I don't know no how one. much well i don't know no one right now in
0: that, and that no one right cubs infield i was gonna say I, I don't know who gets an injury i think would be the most logical reason now i i could see an ian happ promotion sooner or later um and send mark zagunis back down to the minors but i think that's a more logical uh move that can happen sometime in may if um if haps got his swing together and he's striking out less i think he can come back out there and start getting uh, more time in the outfield especially if Schwarber keeps striking out it'd well, be nice to have a switch hitter you can uh well hap put hasn't in there been and,
1: hap hasn't been doing too well in the minors either he's got no he's batting 226 on the year um three home runs 17 rbis um seven doubles, wow. uh twenty one hits. I mean, he's not been
0: So the team we're looking at right now is the team we got, and I think we're gonna be seeing it for a while. Yeah. Um I know Madden likes playing the matchups and he's gonna and even now he's he's more open to playing the hot hand and you got the hot hand right now with this roster. They've they've looked like easily a top three team in all of baseball, um, with the way they've been playing, and hopefully we can continue to see that from these guys down the line, especially in these games that are upcoming that are a really big deal.
1: Yeah absolutely and i think by the time it it push comes to shove you know about probably by the next time we talk which hopefully might be by hope on time assuming again with the way our lives have been kind of crazy the last few weeks um hopefully by middle or the end of the month we'll get a better sense as to where the cubs are going to be looking at yeah and I'll tell you what. Still early. Remember that it is still early. And you remember when we were freaking out? What was it? Two weeks ago or whatever? When we were saying, "Oh boy, this team is in a lot of trouble." Yeah. (laughs) Well. Well, they they kind of. I'll tell you what. I was watching. I was watching Dylan Maples. Well, actually, I'm sorry. I didn't watch it. I listened to Pat Hughes describe it. um, The the last uh, three batters that Mariners game. I I think Dylan Maples would be a really solid candidate to close out ball games. If he can harness that fastball command, because that's the, the one thing that when you read scouting reports on him and everything, his slider, he's got a 91-mile-an-hour slider. That's Unreal. And he's topping up around the hundreds. If he can harness that command, oh, boy, we might have a, uh, a 2007 or 2008 Carlos Marmol minus the... Uh, Seriously. ...on our hands where he just might be mowing down hitters. So let's hope he kind of harnesses that because... I would not be surprised if push comes to shove down the road they might turn to him in the later part of the innings and maybe a ninth inning role where they're they're up by three and get a clean inning to kind of close it out get more experience because his stuff is so good to watch and um, the Cubs convention that I went to with uh, your family um, or your your family gave me access to the season ticket yeah. stuff. Um, the, Dylan Maples was at the the stage next to where I was getting the Schwarber autograph from. And I, I can't tell you probably three or four kids when they went up there, they said um I guess the the there was a panel beforehand with Chris Bryant there and he was asked um who's got the best stuff on the team and Bryant said Dylan Maples. And like four huh. kids said, Did you know Chris Bryant said you have the best stuff. Pick- yeah. And he's like, No I didn't but that's some pretty good praise to get it from a from a teammate or you know caliber of a praise yeah. you know from a former league mvp saying he, that you probably he's didn't.
0: always one of those guys that um who we always like i think a lot chris prank is definitely not the only guy to say that his stuff is good no um, well, but and he had a little bit of control issues but dang if he's able to just sort of lock that in yeah and and we've seen that especially uh over the past few games where he's able Oof. to dial it in and he's gonna be br- yeah 90, brutal for anyone who's faced 91 him, absolutely brutal mile per hour slider. Yeah, 91. What more can you want? God, what more could you want?
1: Well, that's going to do it for the show this week. We want to thank you guys yeah. so much <laughs> for listening. Thanks so much for bearing with us. God, as it's way
0: more fun to talk about the Cubs when they're good.
1: <laughs> yes, but also thanks so much for sticking with us the last few weeks as we've been kind of bearing with our, our crazy work schedules. um Dylan getting a new full time job in baseball season at WGN picking up into more of a bigger swing it's been tough but um we're hopefully going to try to get back to a regular schedule at some point um down the road here and we'll and we'll always stick to our Friday postings. so every Friday make sure you guys come back out and check on the uh, the iTunes page and make sure you subscribe to us as well and you can always hit us up on social media the Facebook page 108 Bricks Podcast a Chicago Cubs podcast and on Twitter as well at 108 Bricks Pod and of course if you want to tweet us or follow us personally you can follow my account at curtis k underscore radio dylan yours is
0: hi underscore i'm underscore buck b-u-c-k and there you go so that's gonna do it for us thanks so much for tuning in guys we'll see you guys in a few weeks